Hi guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I forgot you're supposed to do this, Gareth, because I'm, I'm, my voice is shot. But um, yeah, I've given away the illusion now. I've not, I've not done this properly at all whatsoever. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, just to, as a, I've lost my voice, half lost my voice. It's coming back a little bit now. But um, uh, before we get into this, I want to say huge apology to Trey, to Trademark Blood, uh, and to everybody that um, organised the, uh, the the Shropshire Music Awards. It looked like you guys had an amazing night. I was meant to turn up and do some interviews. <laughs> But I couldn't talk. Uh, I think I've voice messaged you as well, Gareth. You tried to. I tried to. (laughs) I had the flu and I lost my voice. And as a podcaster, that's kind of my primary thing is my voice. So I I couldn't, I couldn't, I could barely move either, to be fair. So uh, congratulations to all the winners of the Shropshire Music Awards. Congratulations to Trey and the organisers for putting on what looked like an amazing event. And I've spoken to Trey uh, since then. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a heavy involvement with it next year. And we will be there as well. So uh, apologies and congratulations to everybody. Now, we are at Liar Liar yes. in Oswestry. A really cool spot to record a podcast. I'm actually blown away. We're in what looks like a tiki grass hut. I think that's the only way we can... Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's lovely, quirky. That For me, um, obviously, I've been in lots of cafes around here. And it's... The most independent, most quirky, original, individual place go for miles. It's, it's, it's a great place to come. Uh, and what are you drinking? You're drinking the cho- chocolate milkshake. You devoured that. Oh, no. They're just too nice, these chocolate milkshakes. They know every time I come in with someone for a meeting, the person who I'm with the meeting with, or like today with you, they have the growing up drink, and Gareth has the chocolate milkshake. Head of Rockin' Oz Media <laughs> lives off chocolate milkshakes. It's a thing. Um, and I'm on the lemon lemongrass and ginger tea because I thought it might help me a little bit. It's a little diffuser. It's quite cool. Um, so yeah, we're here today. Um, nice little place to come and sit and talk about. We're doing this for the shoes with biscuit rather than horses and biscuits. Okay, so what we need to do, if you've never listened to Horses and Biscuits, a little spin-off show that we do with the shoes with biscuit to support what uh, Rocking Horse Media do and what uh, us being the shoes with biscuit, we sort of merged the, the names together, Horses and Biscuits. You see what we did there? Um, and if you've never listened to it, then we'll, what we'll do is I'll explain to you, I'll let Gareth explain to you who Rocking Horse are and why, when we got involved. I think it's coming up a year. It's got to be over a year. It's over a year now. It's got to be here. Uh, for me and you, yeah. I mean, Horses and Biscuits, it was actually, it was this month. Yeah, a year ago this month. You've got a certain anniversary coming up. Yes, we do. And um, it was before that anniversary, so yeah. Yeah, that's it. So uh, this this coming Monday, um, will be, which will be the 10th of October, depending on when this goes out, will be a year to the day since we cast our, our lead actress, Orla Jones, um, in, in the role of uh, Izzy Orchard, the, the, what's become the lead of Henry House, our care home drama series, and Horses and Biscuits, were the spin-off show um, of the Shrewsbury Biscuit, very much, whilst it does cover Rocky Horse generally, it's become pretty much the story of Henry House, isn't it? Because that's been the big, long-running production, uh, which we've got lots to talk about today about. But um, yeah, so that's you guys got involved uh, a year ago, and it's been you've you've been there for auditions, uh, rehearsals, workshops, even an accidental feature film for Comet Relief. So we've done a lot. In a yeah, we, we, we turned up at Derwin College to uh, record, I recorded a vlog um, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the feature film, one of the days we were doing the feature film. Um, stressful day as well, because you guys fell massively behind. You were like taking too long to get those shots in. We were, yeah. And you were like, we got like 35 shots to get before we get out of here in like an hour or something. It was nuts, yeah. And what we found now with with Henry House, um, which is is the sort of the bigger, more ambitious version of the same thing in a way, still the same lead actress, still the same character, we found that we need to be a lot more careful when it comes to not giving ourselves too much to do at one go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's a rookie error for any sort of filmmaker. I mean, even on the small scale, like myself, you know, I'll take on on projects and be like, why did I... What's the point in doing... And also going in without a plan as well. Mm. Um, Sometimes I'll go in... I mean, uh, KG Theatre, we did a great thing with um, that talk. I say it took six months uh, to put together, but in hindsight, um, Kyle asked me to come and film what the theatre group were doing. And I turned it on my camera and just I recorded so much uncontextual stuff that it was great stuff but had no narrative. It had no way of putting it together. And it was just like, I can't I can't put this together. So uh, we sat on that footage for six months and then I was like, let's do a six months later. So we can put the piece of either the footage together uh, and stuff. Okay. But, so yeah, that's yeah. what we did. <clears throat> and that's because I went in there without no shot list, no plan, none of that. So it just it was gob- gobbledygook. Yeah. Um, have you done that before? Have you? Many times. And I think also you can over-prepare as well. 
there is that. Um, with, with Izzy, Izzy versus Jess, the, the, the accidental feature film, we had a very specific shot list. So we knew 1A, 1B, 1C. For those who don't know, the 1 refers to the scene and then the, the A, the B, the C, the letter is the scene. Um, sorry, the shot. So we had that and our AD, um, who was doing it for the first time, did as good a job as he could have done in the circumstances, was there this shot list. Um, but then me being me, I'd have a completely different idea on the day. So Chris... Yes, it was Chris, yeah. Lovely guy, I Lo- love that guy. Great guy, good actor as well. And we'd have a, di- a totally different idea on the day as to a, a brand new shot no one would have thought of. And of course then it's not on the shot list. So then we start doing this other shot and he's looking at his list thinking, Gareth, what's this? And it all get very, very confusing. So going into Henry House, what we chose to do on our first day's filming, which we just recently had, um, we didn't have, we obviously had a shot list, but we didn't go and letter and number it all. We just said, okay, these are the shots we want to get as a guide. And then we just went from there and left it fairly open. So we weren't too confined with the plan. Yeah. So you do need to plan, but you can also over plan. So it's getting that balance right. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's I, and I will talk to you a bit about that later because you are bringing young people on and sort of having a mental position, I guess. Mm. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll bring that back up in a sec. But what I want to talk to you about is, um, is from beginning to now, lots of changes have happened. Of course, uh, this was originally called Karen. Yes, yes. Um, which I loved, by the way, because uh, we all know what a Karen is now on social media. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, it's deemed misogynistic or you know a, a terrible thing to say, but I kind of like it. Uh, if you know, if you if you if you if you step over the threshold, you're a Karen. So don't step over the threshold. It's, it's kind of like one of those things where you can like, th- there's a bit too far you can go. Yeah. When it's speaking to a salesperson in a store or you know an assistant or something, um, don't do that because otherwise you'll be deemed as a Karen. Yeah. And the thing is, when we started, uh, we, we <laughs> that's got, not what it is, by the way. That's we, not. But we did. It was, it's a valid point now because a few people did say, "Oh, is this like a joke thing about you know the the stereotype of you know the the mum of three kids who, who, who goes and wants to talk to the manager? Is that what this is?" And it's like, no, it's just a name, but uh, that's not what the character's like. Um, but once we stopped Karen being the, the main main lead character, we we with the name change, we we lost that. So that was that was good. But um, but yeah, it, it was for a long time called Karen. Yeah, um, and what made the what was the change? Why, why go from Karen to Henry House? And I, I don't know, I know the reason for this, and I think it's wonderful. I really do. Um, because when we cast um, Orla again with her a, a year anniversary coming up, uh, working with Rocky Horse, um, she was that's the anniversary we were mentioning at the beginning. By the way, that's what, that's what that's what that is. Yes, and um, we were. She was only a, a side character. She was in a couple of scenes. I found that actually the character profile. We do character profiles for all of our auditions, and uh, I found it. And I was looking at it, thinking, and I was reading it back, and it was at the end of it. It said, "Oh, Izzy Orchard um, might feature in some storylines," <laughs> and when you when you look back at that and you realise what Izzy Orchard's become. And now she is every storyline and she's every um, episode. So she's become this major, major thing. But she wasn't originally. Once we realized that Orla um, and, had made Izzy such a big personality, Orla herself has got a big personality and, the, and she built a character to match these Izzy rants, which were so unique to Orla that no one else could do. We felt we're missing a trick here. She needs to be the main character. She needs to be the lead. And I think it's worth mentioning that um, Orla was working at Stop Cafe and Grey Friars in Shrewsbury. Um, lovely, friendly person, great smile, you know. So if you if you shop in Stop, uh, sorry, you drink in Stop Cafe in Grey Friars in Shrewsbury, you may have met Orla. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there is a Shrewsbury link there. There is, there is. You might have met Orla. <laughs> she's not in Shrewsbury anymore. She's moved on. She's uh, graduated from university. And yes, she's yeah. Really got first class honours in musical theatre. She's now up in Leeds doing, right as we speak, um, actually last night was her opening night, she's now doing um, Scare Theatre with uh, Doncaster Theatre a theatre factory so got that going on uh, and then she's a lead actress in a drama series she's musical theatre she's done stage combat in the last year with us she's got a bit of everything going on so the idea is that it, all her as a person and as a personality has kind of pushed Karen to not I wouldn't say away from the forefront because Karen is still in the, in this show yeah. but now it's all about it's all about Izzy and her, and her journey is. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other characters like Karen, Alid, uh, Wesley, the, our, you know, stereotypical bad guy, the care home administrator, the pencil pusher, the management that we, we can all relate to having a boss like that. They're all important characters, but um, they all kind of um, fall under this arc of what's become um, Henry House. It was about... I want to interview... Place. 
I want to, I want to interview the weasel. Yeah. Not Gavin. <laughs> you have one, didn't you? Remember when you? No, we had to, we sent a video as the weasel, but we yeah. haven't had to actually interviewed him. Yeah, that would be fun. We should sort that, definitely. Um, he was like, he was going to be here this weekend. Um, I don't know when you want to come on to <laughs> what's going on there, but, um, but he was going to be here. So yeah. sure we'll sort that soon. There is a reason why we're in Oxford Street today. And that's because Gareth originally sort of sent me some money over for fuel. Um, and, and so we, we were going to be filming today. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a case of, well, send you the money. Might as well make use of you, Alex. Uh, let's, let's, let's get an interview done. Uh, because things got cancelled or postponed, I guess. And this is how we've been doing things. So I've took a step as a, a role as a, as a producer, but what I'm doing is I'm helping the brand grow by uh, turning up and filming, releasing vlogs, making these interviews, uh, horses and biscuits. You know, I can use my role as, as, as the biscuit guy, I guess, to sort of, help you guys grow and i think i think we've done all right you've done a very good job i mean we only got you in as a producer the last few months so that shows you know that was after a year working we thought this guy can do more this guy should have a bigger title so we felt you know we're looking for new producers and you you know was a perfect fit and uh, we haven't looked back since well i mean like henry house is a thing and rocking horse the profile has grown yeah We've got to take a little bit of credit that from the biscuit, I think. Or maybe <laughs> just a little bit i mean you guys are great at what you do don't get me yeah. wrong but um as i think but what i love is Everyone's collaborating. Everyone's working together, and it is in harmony, and that's that's the best thing. And this is what I saw from you and from Luke Allen as well. Shout out to him, you know, because when he was doing his thing, um, like I could see this potential. These people moving and working together, and I could see things growing. It's almost like the birth of the universe. I'm comparing you to the birth of the universe. I'll take it. Yeah, you see all these these bits of dust just circling around each other, gra gra grabbing form and turning into something that could be something special. And I saw a lot of potential in what you guys are doing. So um, it started off with Luke Allen, moved on to to helping you guys, and I could see it grow. And I was I was right. I was right. I was right because you were. yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's my my job is to be follow you guys to to uh where you go uh what the auditions like we mentioned and since i've been doing that um you've you've managed to uh you know put together a partnership with Derwin college yeah one of the most renowned colleges in the uk for what they do um you've uh you've you've created a feature film um you've uh, had uh, your movies shown in wellington orbit uh you've you know you've gone on and you've done amazing things so as a producer i've seen you guys grow and that's been a nice thing to see Thank you. And, you know... He's welling up here. He's like, <laughs> Alex, I love you. And we consider you a massive part of that. I mean, even look at Horses and Biscuits. Um, we know what we're doing, and that's great. But, you know, the, the biscuit and, and what you do, it's it's the way that uh, to get it out there, you know? Because me and Ola and, and, and the rest of them can do all we want. But no one... Until that pilot's done, such a long-term project, there's no way of really necessarily people finding out about it and what you do your cameras and your microphones you're recording all that every every month every couple of weeks as it used to be getting the shows out there just gives people the supporters people donating had crowdfunding campaigns those who are back that it's really encouraging for everyone to, to be able to tune in and find out mm. what are rocking us up to this time what what have the, what progress have you made this month you know and i always think is this going to be the month when i've got nothing to show for it but thankfully every time we've always come up with something and we've always managed to find that next step so long may it continue um how have you been dealing with all this i gotta ask you because like we also talk about rocking horse and henry house and uh, izzy and, and all the actors and the equipment but like it's not been easy no it's almost been two steps forward one step back hasn't it very much so with you yeah. guys so how have you been dealing with the pressure um i think <clears throat> it's it's a tricky one but it's and it sounds a little bit uh, I don't know, negative, I suppose. It's not meant as a negative, but what, because in the past, going back years and years, uh, with the previous feature film idea we had, which didn't come off, uh, which I remember speaking to you about when we first met all those years ago on that first time I was on the show. Um, you were so nervous on that podcast. I was. I, 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 I was remembering the parade, I remember that. Yeah. And, yeah. You're, and you're like, oh, you were so, you were I remember it now, you were proper nervous. I was, but the thing is that I hadn't spoken about what had gone wrong um, since it got, for a year I was just almost in hiding. It's no secret I had my issues with drinking things and things um, me and um, my partner, who was a big part of Rocking Us back then, we'd split up. So it's, it was a year of sort of like finding myself, thinking that, should we even come back? Is there still an audience for Rocking Us, you know? Have we left it too long? Let too many people down? Which we actually, we absolutely did let a lot of people down. Is that, will we get another crack at this? And I come onto that show and it was the first time I'd ever gone and publicly spoke about what had gone wrong in a year. What is it about drinking that 
mess things up for you? I mean, is, is it is it hard for you to talk about, or can you openly talk about it? Because I mean, no, yeah, I can. <clears throat> Not a problem. Um, and I think it helps. And I would encourage anyone um, w- with any kind of issue with substance or addiction to to talk about it if, if they can it's not for everyone but um it does help and if it helps other people then they're more for that because um with me there wasn't really that support um i think if you if you can do it properly it's sound bad to talk about like it's some, some sort of art form but if you can um hide your drinking well and not look like you're slurring your words and you're falling over it's it's even harder to stop because no one knows you've got a problem because like you know people what would you you might be drinking i don't know half a bottle of whiskey and you're less pissed than people who are drinking you know um half a glass of wine you know because you're so used to it and it's just become literally part of your everyday life it's like cereal in the morning um as bad as that is so um no one knew there was an issue and because no one knew there was an issue everyone was like oh come on you can have one and all of this that's the classic thing and i got to tell people out there um, whether it's because they're driving or because they might have an issue like I had, they don't want to talk about it. Um, if someone says that they don't, they don't want to drink, as their friend, just shut up and let them get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you know, because uh, you're killing people by putting that pressure on. You don't mean to. We we know that, but but genuinely, it's you. No one's stopping you having a drink. So just let people, you know, live their lives and and make their make their calls. And I guarantee you, there'll be a very good reason why not. Um. Could you see yourself failing or was it a case of you were so, you know, you'd had a lot of drink and you kind of oblivious of your mistakes? I think the thing is with with me, which is a bit strange uh, as opposed to most people, well, not most people, but I said the, the common um, suggestion about drink is that you uh, you drink when you're down and you're sad or you're upset and all that. And whilst there was, there was a bit of that, with me, um, going back to the first time around the Rocky Norse, trying to get Run For Your Life made, the, the original feature film, um, was I would drink more when things are going well, when after a good good audition day or or a good interview or or, or a good day on set, I would drink like a more. sleazy little reward to yourself. Yeah, it was, I would. I would look. Well forward. done. <laughs> I, I would look forward because the thing is because the endorphins that creates naturally from from achieving something professionally, I'd want to keep that feeling that buzz going. So for me, that the way to do that was to go home. Um, and have and have what would start as you know four cans of a beer, then it'd be a bottle of wine, maybe then half a bottle of whiskey, or if I was really going for it. Um, but the trouble was, it got to a point that I would be doing that, and then the next morning I'd be carrying on, and sometimes I'd have a good a good audition on a Saturday, and I wouldn't be sober until the following Wednesday, you know. And and the trouble was with that because I knew I could do it, I'd carry on doing it because they always say you have to hit rock bottom before you stop and I was nowhere near rock bottom because I could manage the time of your life yeah (laughs) but I I also knew deep down that every time I did that um, I was taking myself further and further away from the next achievement because no matter who you are myself included you can't write good scripts if you if you you smashed you can't you know do good auditions good good interviews if you if you if you hammered so after every good good achievement it was taking so much longer to get to the next one because i needed to go through that process sober up and start again um and looking back if i just cracked on and got on with the next thing i could have got back to one of those natural highs a lot quicker without without the source um what changed uh, obviously i don't want to go on with this too much because i think it's really nice i think it's good that you're talking about this but um what changed in your life t- t- from like the moment you realized you had a problem and uh come to see me at the parade all those years ago Two years ago, oh no, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. A while ago, a while ago. Yeah. What changed in your life? What encouraged you to make that change? In your... um, because um, my partner, um, of course, everyone who's seen Izzy versus Jess will know who that is. Christy, Christy yeah. Kelly, um, who was the the, the 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 last lead actress uh, of Rocky Nos, um, all his predecessor, I suppose. Um, so um, she um, walked out on me. We had a we had a obviously a little boy together, Ethan. Shout out to him. He had his an eye test today. Didn't need an eye test, but just just wanted to get glasses. Somehow got twenty quid sunglasses out of it, so I feel like absolutely mugged <laughs> off. But loving to. But look at Scooby Doo on Dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's five now, but anyway, um, she she'd seen enough and she walked out, um, and it was the best thing she ever did for for both me, her, and for Ethan because it took that for me to realise how much I was screwing things up and how much of a problem I had. That's nice. That's nice. So uh, I'm a I'm a better dad now because of what she did. Um, I'm a I'm a better friend to her. Me and her, uh, I see more of her now than when we were living together. We always joke about that, you know. Um, so. Um, and Rocky Norse, um, hopefully, I would like to think I'm a better professional, a better director, a better writer, and just a better man. Um, because I realised, okay, there's, there's an issue here. But even then, it's not just a case of recognising there's an issue and you wake up and you fixed. It took a good 
that was the the summer of 2019. I came on your show about a year later. So it still took 12 months from that. I was still going out even right after she left. I knew there was a problem, but I was still going out and choosing the wrong friends, basically. So you had to eliminate the, the negative yeah. people that were in your life just to... And that took a long time because people... That's the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing. I mean... You know, I know. <laughs> I can't say too much, but I know. Yeah. I know that that's a, that's a huge issue. Is is uh, your your social circle? Yeah, it can be an issue. And I feel like um, with with what's happened with with Karen moving on to Henry House and and with Rocking Horse and the things that you've been involved with, there's there's a lot of positivity there with the the, the people around you, with people like Luke Allen. Yeah. Um. And and the the team that you've got around you. And Orla, yeah. you know, and, and NASA, you know, all these amazing people that you've meet, met along the way and, and brought into your team. I feel like there's, there's just a really a good positive vibe there. And that's probably what you thrive off, maybe. Yeah, it is that. That's become the, the new, because I've always had an addictive personality. When I, was, when I was a kid, when I was like 10, I used to love um, polos, you know, the mints. Yeah, which ones? Wait, the spearmint ones. All of them. To, oh. <laughs> to the point, to the point, I'd have the wrappers and I'd stick them on my wall like posters. It's, I know it's really sad, isn't it? It's probably the autism as well because I got that too. Just, but, um, <laughs> but um, it didn't matter what it was, whatever, whether it was a football game or, or or even Crash Bandicoot. Big fan of Crash Bandicoot when I was gaming and stuff um, back in the day. Whatever I was um, into, I was just obsessed with it. Hyper focused. Yeah, and then obviously when that became alcohol, it was it was it was the same but 10, time, 10 times more so now my addiction because it's still an addiction is making a success out of Izzy Orchard and, and Orla Jones and Henry House and that's become what drives me now um, every day and I think sometimes um, I don't know about everybody else but I need a reason to get up you know I can't just like oh I'll have my breakfast and go for a walk. It's nah. dangerous, that is, you know, especially when you're trying to fight off the flu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna go. I was gonna. I, I messaged Trey and I was like, I'm got. I was gonna come to the to the disruption music awards, which I mentioned earlier. But I just got everyone ill, wouldn't I? I just made everyone get the flu, and that would have been the terrible thing to do. I, I you know, that's one thing we have in common. I think is that we just want obsessed, obsessed, super <laughs> obsessed, especially when it came to pod aid. Um, it's really funny because usually I'm very calm well-natured guy i like to think but when we were setting up pod aid <laughs> we had this uh, amazing uh, backdrop which worked in the end we got it right in the end this amazing backdrop that richard made for pod aid and me and gareth are in the studio at love to stay and i'm absolutely losing my rag with this backdrop and gareth's never seen that side of me before no i was like oh it's all gone it's and that's the passion i think that's yeah, like, i yeah, wanted it yeah. to work and yeah. does that ever happen to you oh yeah like, yeah with... i mean um Orla and Christy could tell you better than most, but on the set of Izzy vs. Jess, I did have a moment when I proper went at people and I was just like... And I, and I think um, if you don't do it that often, when you do do it, it has more effects and people listen yeah, yeah, quicker. They're yeah. like, that guy doesn't normally shout like that. And, and so we need to seriously sort ourselves out because, you know, and as a director on a set, you are expected to do that every now and again. You can't be a walkover. But at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, treating people shouting at everyone all the time either there has to be a balance i think so as long as you do it when you really need to do it then it's then it's it's, it's effective but if you do it all the time people get desensitized to it and think you're just a bit of a moody git yeah so yes there is there is a balance to it have you thought of advertising on the shrewsbury biscuit podcast it's a great way to organically tell people about your business our listener base is growing all the time. At the moment, we are averaging around 1,500 downloads a month, which is a great number. We have a great mix in demographic, and most of our listeners are in and around Shropshire. We are a community interest company, so any money that we make goes straight back into the show. We want to help local independent businesses, so we don't charge an awful lot. If you would like to advertise on my show, please get in contact with me. My email is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Advertise on the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast and be heard. Um, and speaking of, of, you know, people on set and, and you know, people that are working with you, um, the, the, the profile of the the, uh, the stars that you're bringing into Henry House now is, is rising. It's going higher and higher and higher. Uh, yeah, it is. And... and <clears throat> and I think that that's a really good comparison to make to what we were saying, talking about a few minutes ago about, you know, coming back after that year out when I first went on the show with you. And and all I wanted then was a chance to replicate and get back to where we were um, the first time round. But we didn't work with any celebrities then. We didn't work with any names. 
We didn't work with anyone of the talent of Orla. Um, we didn't have a link with someone like Durham College. If you said to me then, when I first came back on that show, not only are you going to come back, but you're going to come back and operate on a, on a different scale, higher than ever before, I would never have thought it was possible. Um, and I owe yourself and Orla and Durham College, Abby Baker over at Durham College, the work experience coordinator there, has made so many things possible. Luke Allen, um, I could go on and on and on. Uh, Simon Fisher-Becker has become a massive part. He's- been hugely influential hasn't he he has yeah um for those who don't know simon fish and becker was in uh, harry potter and in um doctor who He's yes the blue guy and doctor who we've got a few people from there now i mean we've just this just this week um we announced it of two days ago uh luke deserves a lot of credit for this one he's negotiated the whole the whole thing we've got annette badland um who is the most high profile actor we've ever worked with Again, Doctor Who, um, again, um, EastEnders, who worked with Danny Dyer and, and EastEnders closely. Um, Midsummer Murders, uh, uh, Ted Lasso, she's been in all sorts of stuff. If you've had a childhood, you know you, you would recognise Annette Badland. Um, I remember course, from Ted Lasso. Oi! I can't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm, oi! Yeah. And then, of course, um, Fraser Hines, um, who's uh, been sort of the talk of the week, really. Fraser Hines as well, who we've uh, cast from Emmerdale and Doctor Who. So, yeah, we're incredibly full. And Colin Spall, who was directed by Hitchcock. Oh, my God. His, I can do his voice now. Hi, I'm Colin Spall. <laughs> can't, can't do it. <laughs> I'm, I can't. He's got a beautiful voice. He has got a lovely, gravelly, gravelly tone to his voice. Hi. I'm Colin Sport. I can do it normally. I can do it normally. I can't do anything at the moment. What? I mean, what? How do you? How do you reach um, acting act, actors of that caliber? How do, how do you find that? Because you, obviously, the budget's not there to to bring in superstars and things. I mean, there's a lot of uh, with what we're doing is is kind of because we believe in the project but when it comes to bringing in actors and actresses and that yeah a lot of it is just well they always say you hear it every interview don't you you know always oh, you know this business is all about networking and obviously it is um but it's also there's also a bit of um a bit of luck involved and you meet one person who knows someone else who knows someone else so there's that um what you need is you need someone like um matt campbell dell who who works with us now a, a fellow producer all right matt and um, and Matt is a booking agent for personal appearances at things like comic conventions and so on for the likes of Simon, the likes of Fraser. So once you get that guy who's got that web and he knows all the different people, his his address book is what uh, takes us to that next next that next level. So that's where a lot of it's come from. But then you, that being said, you go to what's happened with with Annette, and that was literally Luke just dropped a message on Facebook said. You know, would you uh, would you be interested in doing that? Sent her a script. She got back in touch and she said the script's great. And I said to Orla before she'd even would even cast it, even if she says no, who would have thought that Annette Badden would look at our script and say she likes it? I mean, that, I was happy from that point. <laughs> it's nice when it's nice when an actor um, gets to a point where they just want to give something back. I mean, <clears throat> over the years working with you, Suck, and with Pod Aid, uh, we've made some amazing friends. And um, one of them was that Pod Aid, uh, Jeffrey Weisman, uh, George McFly. Um, we are going to be releasing the. This, I'm going to do uh, studio drops of all the uh, the pod aid stuff by the way so we're going to drop them studio at a time Fantastic. so you're going to get eight interviews bam in one place so you can just you can either watch or listen to but Jeffrey Wiseman's one def- to definitely wait for um, I reckon if he was in Shropshire he would definitely work with you because or you know with what we're doing because be he's, he's one of those kind of guys he's just such a nice warm guy do you know yeah. what I mean and you can yeah. tell there's a lot of I'm going to pass the torch a little bit mm-hmm. and, and I think these people out um as I'm sure we'll go on to talk about in a minute, the the the, the setbacks that we've had to face this week, colossal last minute setbacks, which is part and parcel of 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 the business. Um, and I think it's easier to get over it, um, if that's the right way to put it, when you've been through bigger setbacks. It's 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 a bit it's a little bit self deprecating or cynical, I suppose. But when you've been through worse, when when things like like um, time frames get changed and schedules get put back, when you've been through things, when you think, have I even got a business left? Suddenly, things like schedules becomes a lot less of a of a of a worry, because you just quite frankly you've you've had it worse, you know. Um, we've still got do in college. We've still got these amazing actors, which we've still got all those things. Um, so, relatively speaking, yes, it, it's stressful at the time, but you take a minute, you calm down, you take a breath, and you and you look at the situation. You talk to your team, and you think, you know what we've been in worse situations than this and come out the other side. So we'll come out of this one too. Um, but I have to say the likes of Simon in particular, 
Colin Spool, I met with him just yesterday. They are so professional and so respectful that despite their manic, busy schedules, they're, they're wanted all over the world. Um, they were, out of all the people I spoke to about these setbacks, I was having to delay filming um, until like the early part of next year. And they were so good about it because quite frankly, they've been there and seen it so many times on much bigger scales than this. Yeah. You know, and they were so on board with it. And I think it's a lesson to be learned for those who don't have the same experience is, um, you know, look to those guys and look how they handle it because that's the way to do it. I mean, like we, we get, we've turned a, definitely, we've definitely turned a corner when it comes to um, how stars behave on set and how they are as human beings. I feel like, you know, we were talking about Karen, Karening people earlier mm. and getting that sort of uh, that label. That's starting to happen in Hollywood now. I mean, recently we've had Shia LaBeouf, Kevin Spacey, all of these. I mean, Kevin Spacey did some terrible things, but. Before that, he was known as a monster on set. He would not get hired because of how bad he was on set. Yeah, um, and you know, I feel like it's coming. It's coming around now, isn't it? Where like people are starting to realise that you've got to you've got to have a good head on your shoulders. You can't yeah. go around being a diva and throwing things around and behaving. I mean, I was listening to um, uh, the real ones with John Bernthal um, from uh, The Punisher, um, and he's talking to Shia LaBeouf, and he's like. I used to I, I used to walk up to people and I used to ruin their day. I used to destroy their worlds. Like I, I've done that before many times. I just walk on set and just destroy someone. And he goes, now I've, I've, I'm, I'm in the healing process. I look back at that. That causes me great pain because of what I did to that person. You know, it's just nice to see that, you know, there are good people out there in this industry. Yeah. People are really, really conscious about how they behave, and that's kind of what we're seeing, I think. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Um, Sorry, that was a really long way of going, people are nicer now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think um, <clears throat> on, on a project like this, it's such a passion project as well, that even those that sometimes, it's very often that we don't all get on and we don't all agree. But on occasions like that, when you basically face with two options, do we push forward and carry on filming now, or do we hang back and wait? And the reason, just for context, for anyone who's not aware... Um, what that relates to is one of our main cast members, one of our bigger yeah. stars, um, isn't able to be filming as scheduled, which is going to be literally this week. Um, it's where we're supposed to be now. Yeah, where, <laughs> where we would be literally rehearsing today, which obviously um, is 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 definitely gutting, is definitely um, not something that we're happy about. We're not going to pretend that we are, but ultimately we had two choices do we do we recast this actor and do we and do we do we um just bring someone else in who won't be anywhere near that 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 caliber and just try and stubbornly and selfishly just push forward <clears throat> um give our continuity artist uh, a whole host of problems bless her um big shout out to sarah mahoney um who um what you her name by the way the last weekend yeah i think i just did as well to be honest mahoney mahoney but um yeah she was on the horses and biscuits and she's doing an amazing job but she is one person uh we don't have the budgets of of um the hollywood scale stuff when they got whole rooms of continuity artists you know we are this is all on one person so if we recast um, our our lead actor or whether we um, filmed all the stuff he wasn't in and then filmed his stuff when he is available, the continuity, I cannot stress enough, would have gone out the window. Um, and it would have been so unreasonable to put that on her. Yeah. You know, it just wouldn't have been fair. But what I will say is is obviously that there's, there's, it's a game of opinions and you've got a lot of people all heavily involved, producers, actors, crew, um, and the majority, the overwhelming majority, all all, all said the same thing: that we, it was right to hang back and let's film the, all of it when we've got when we've got our man back. Stick to your guns, isn't it? You know, and hopefully it works. I need, I think is that a learning process for you? Then these people are human beings as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you think another project and and like the and the deadlines and, and making sure everything's that. I mean, there is so much to oversee. Yeah, there is in these. Things. And I think the um, and it's we're we're sort of victims of um, you know the success of the likes of of what Henry House has already become. We're, we're victims of um, of what all of us turned Henry House into and the potential that she's created for us. The likes of Simon uh, Fraser. Annette, what they've brought to the table is that, quite frankly, whilst it would have been lovely to have a screening at Christmas, that's what we did for Izzy versus Jess. And as nice as a, as a, as a red carpet night in a, in a local cinema is, this project far exceeds that. Uh, this has become far bigger than some night out uh, with friends and family. If we went ahead and pushed forward, that's all we'd get. I guarantee you now, I'll say it on, on the show, we will not get greenlit without Fraser Hines. 
Um, we will not get greenlit without that name. So uh, it was was not worth. Is that something the you, risk. you've got into your head though? That you, are you beating yourself up a little bit? Maybe. I mean, to an extent, but I've I've got to be so careful now that we've put all this work in. You know, uh, Dean, Orla, Kate. Um, where Wesley, um, Gavin, all those guys—they've put so much effort and work into Can you it. Imagine Wesley going, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, they put so much effort in. Is that I've got to protect the product. I've got to protect what it's, what it's, um, what it can become. And it, in order for us to stand any chance of reaching that potential and getting us on TV or a streaming service, which is ultimately what we're here for now. You know, in the beginning, when we, like you said earlier, when it was just Karen, maybe a night out in Telford would have been enough for us. Well, yeah, great. You know, look at us, because it's still growth on some level. But um, since we cast Orla and 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 Izzy Orchard became this 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 fascinating um, long term character, because any good series has uh, that character with longevity, who you, there's facets to, and there's, you've seen that scene I sent you, and and you know, and how sort of detailed and complex that performance is that Orla's given us. Um, I've got to, I've got to look after her, um, and I've got to look after Henry House, and make sure that um, we we take this as far as we can. And if we rush this now, we will regret it. Um, so I think we are making the right decision. Take time and push that deadline back. Yeah, yeah. but but also what I will say for everyone involved, and no matter what side of that fence they're on, whether they think we're making the right call or they're not. Or they don't. Um, we what I do recognise. Remember, I'm the boss, all right, and I make all the decisions. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say was, uh, <laughs> is that everyone wants the same thing, and I think it's so easy to get take take it personally. I was told recently, very, some very good advice was, you know, you, you care you care so much, you do take it all personally, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you do with the biscuit as well. We're, we're awful all for it. So, <laughs> because you put your heart and soul into it. It's my, it's my new addiction. So, <laughs> you know, you do. Um, but it, it was very good advice that I, that I was given. And it, and it reminded me that we all, whatever um, opinion we've got on the matter, and it's a huge decision to make one way or the other, careers could, could, could depend on it. Um, without sounding too dramatic, um, is we all want the same thing. So even those who don't agree with the decision, I respect where it's coming from. It comes from a place of love and we're all learning um, when, and we're all growing all the time and we will continue to grow together. I am the boss. <laughs> That's what you got to say. I think you've got to do that sometimes. Though. You've got to be like, no, listen, uh, this is this is how it's got to be, guys. No, that's it. And I've had to learn that. And I know you're not saying that, by the way. I'm not going to add on to that. I'm like, yeah, that's what Gareth said. That's how he was. Right? <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I kind of like try to be, I'm, I'm a bit like Michael Scott from the American office. I want to be everyone's friend, you know? And you can't be sometimes. Sometimes you've got to be like, no, I've got a vision. That's That's the vision. Yeah. Right, no, that's that's where yeah. we're going, and, and I think because Sorry, so, because so, so often I don't have to pull rank because so often we agree on everything. Um, you know, like as everyone knows, me and Orla pretty much run the show these days, um, literally, um, and make all those big decisions, be it auditions, be it script. We, we literally write the scripts together. We're very, very close um, professionally, um, and the same goes to it to a certain extent with, with with the rest of the cast as well. I'm always talking with with Dean about character ideas and who's going to play his dad and and whatever else. Um, so when you're so close to people and so often it is a conversation, when you do have to say no, this is how we're doing it. I think it's more jarring because. Because people are so used to, you know, us all agreeing and being on the same page. On those few occasions when you're not with with one individual or two individuals, it does happen? It's got to happen, you know. And then you do have to stay firm. But I think long term they respect you more for <clears> it, <throat> rather than being a pushover and just doing what everyone else wants you to do. You know, you do need to look at the majority and go. I've got to look after everyone here, not just one or two people. Yeah, we were having discussions about pod aid <laughs> like last week. We we're talking about pod aid for next year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, <laughs> I want to make it big next year. I'm speaking to some big companies, and we want to. I want to make it a global thing. Like that's the, that's how that's what I've always seen. Pod aid. That's always what I wanted to do. Um, I nearly didn't do this year. I really, honestly, I nearly canned the whole thing because I just didn't want to do it. But like, uh, I was like, no, that's my goal. That's my vision. That's what I want. But. Our stint, our our part of Pod Aid stays in Shrewsbury and Shropshire because we're going to bring the world to Shrewsbury. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah, that's, yeah. Kind of, that's my vision. I remember discussing it, and uh, the guys were like, "What if we go here? And what if we go there? We go to Wolverhampton. We go." It's like, "No, guys." <laughs> yeah. It stays in Shrewsbury, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and uh, then we're going to bring over podcasting from right where they are in the world. 
Mm. We can have one in America. We can have one in India. We can have one in France. We can have one in Canada, wherever. And we can have like five podcasts doing the same thing at the same time, raising money for their own charities. Do you know yeah. what I mean? With conversation, we can change the world. Anyway, that's about that. Sorry, I went on a, on a, on a tangent. Um, so with uh, with what's happened with, with Fraser, mm-hmm. um, how, what, how much planning has gone out the window? Because obviously like when, when, you, when you plan a day on set, You've got to have camera people there. You've got to have lights there. The actress is there. All these things are planned in advance. Yeah. So how much has gone completely out the window now with all this and how much re-imagining re- is <laughs> a polite way of putting it are you on to do? Yeah. Um, well, me and Luke in particular, and, and credit to him, he really has um, come of age this this week, if, if that's not a really thing Is that boy growing up? Is he growing say. up? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just the guy having a chocolate milkshake, but uh, it's a nice chocolate milkshake. Okay. Visit Liar Liar and find out for yourself. But... Um, but yeah, no, uh, between me and him, we had, I wouldn't like to think how many Zoom calls, phone calls to all these people. Uh, there must have been 25 people we had to get in touch with. Um, and this is only for one weekend with... Hopefully there's nobody stood, stood in the car park in Durwin at the moment. <laughs> Where are they all? I, did, I was thinking, have I told everyone? Is there anyone I've forgotten about? But hair and makeup artists we had to get in touch with, obviously sound recordists, um, um, DOP. People come from all around the country. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's it's everything is planned to, to the letter um, for for a day on set of Henry House. It this whilst like um, obviously like you just said about um, keeping the biscuit and pod aid in Shrewsbury. Um, one thing you have to say about Henry House is it's we want it to be as much as possible, but honestly, it isn't particularly a local project anymore. You can't really call it that. I mean, it's got some local reference points. Obviously, it started here and Derwin's local, but there are. I mean, we're probably about as local as it gets. It's technically international now because you've got an Australian guy. Yeah, yeah, we've got Australia, Australian guys involved composing and and and, and different and you know uh, linked with podcast shows over there. So um, we've got Gavin who was coming up from London. Um, Fraser was in Lincoln. Um, I'm not even sure where Renette Badland is, but wherever she is, she's not my next door neighbour. I guarantee she's coming in from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So there is, but what we are insisting on, we're bringing these guys to uh, local B&Bs, to local hotels. Um, they're using Derwin's Cafe. Um, we're using local taxi firms. So we are giving, making sure that whilst it not, might not be a local project in terms of the cast or even the crew so much, we are making sure that, we're, we're, that those national stars are putting money into the local economy, into the local businesses, which we think is, that's the one thing we have to make sure we keep doing. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad to think, I'm glad that, you know, what's happened with Fraser hasn't completely derailed the whole thing, hasn't made you like flip a table and be like, well, that's it, I'm done. Like there's, there's a contingency and a plan and you're happy to just to... Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's take our time a bit. We don't have to rush here, you know. And I think, yeah, like I said before, I'll go back to it, is um, we've we've been through worse, you know. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying you should be proud of when things are going absolutely up the wall. But I spent a year wondering if I still had a business and every act I had walked out on me, and rightly so, because I was a mess. Um, We've been in worse situations. So when things like this happen, yes, it's traumatic to an extent, but I think it affects those who weren't there for the bad times a lot more than it affects me because I'm, I'm looking at thinking, honestly, we've had it worse. So we'll be all right. You know, we'll get there. Good. Now let's go back to something I mentioned earlier. So I'll come back to it and that's uh, bringing on the youth and, and to sort of bringing in young people to sort of learn and be in the uh, you know atmosphere of the industry. Uh, but, you know, there's so many young people that's come through with yes. what you're doing yeah, yeah absolutely and the big shout out to james um uh, james law who's um studying at marches just down the road in in their um sixth form college studying film we had him on work experience you had him on work experience didn't you you came through did, for me did. And, and took care of him for it and and we did an interview but i accidentally deleted it <laughs> <laughs> before pod aid i cleared out my um my mixer because i everything is got a hard drive on it and i was like yep that's gone that's gone that's gone that's gone oh, all i need is this and this and this and the thing before the this and this and this had deleted and it was just a little five minute chat that me and james did. i said thank you to him for for putting on a good show being great and um yeah he came with me to lingan davis we did some filming and he was like oh my god this is different because usually he's he's not used to filming like three minute two minute things he's used to filming longer shots yeah yeah that's my fault <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, like, he's like, but it's impact- impactful. Like, yeah. we're recording these, like, three-minute things that we used at Pod Aid that explained what people are doing at Lingen Davis, the great things. Yeah. New CT scanners and things. And he was like, oh, this is really good. This is because I'm getting to see that side of it. Yeah. And he's been chatting to me on WhatsApp about, uh, he's, he's bought the same camera that I've got. 
Fantastic. You asked me what camera to get, and I, uh, yeah, we're having that conversation. That's good. Um, and he's asked me, uh, you know, lots of uh, advice on microphones and stuff. It's nice that you're bringing younger people into. Yeah, I think it's so important um, because, as we found recently, we've 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 gone to bring in more experienced crew, not in James's role, but in different roles. And they come in sometimes, and they really do love themselves, you know. And and okay, they've been there and they've done it on a certain level. Not mentioning names, I saw that at the workshop. I did see yeah. that at the workshop, and I was yeah. kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you do, and you, you get a bit of that. Um, but people like James, young people coming through. We, we, we're in talks at the moment with Wrexham Glendower University about getting some of their guys in a work experience. They're final year students. Um, obviously, that was when we were filming right now, but we will still do that. Uh, they're getting us in for a talk. Little reminder to Luke Allen to organise that for us. Um, we're going to go in and tell them what we do as part of their. They have a module and they bring in ex- external um, employment guys from the industry for film and TV. So we're going to be working with them and bringing them in on board. And obviously, the fact that Henry House is set in Wrexham, the more links we've got over the, over the border, the better. So. Um, yeah, there's lots of opportunities, and with James in particular, as he already knows, is uh, and this is an absolutely no no disrespect to to Rob, our DOP, who's doing an amazing job. But James is the DOP for me for the future. We're we're, we're grooming him for that. We're building him up for that. He, one day he's going to take over, and he's going to be um, an even bigger asset than he is right now. Um, are you happy with youngsters using? I mean, with no disrespect at all, using uh, Rocking Horse as a as a leap pad. Because obviously there's like the movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Because I think you know they're helping us out along the way, and, and we're, we're growing as well, you know. And we're looking to get to make that next jump. I mean, we've already, you know, even in the past month, we've gone from Fraser Hines being being um, our star name, and he still is, and then we've got Annette Badlands, who's even more recognisable. So um, we're all we're growing all the time. So um, we absolutely um, would be hypocrites if we weren't happy for other people to do to do the same but the great thing is we look after these guys and no matter what they do in their careers take Ola for instance she's now going off and doing the scare theatre stuff and uh, she's got other other work lined up um, Dean Raymond working in one of the most well known circuses in Europe exactly but these guys will go off and do their, their other stuff but they, they 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 know where their bread's buttered they know who looks after them <clears throat> they know where their long term um, opportunities are and that's in a long running series and they're not getting it anywhere else and they're not stupid they know that Henry House is the place they'll always come back to um, and um, and yeah so along the way if we can help them show reels you know um, things to put on their CV then 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 we're all for it nice nice um, yeah I, I think this has been a good chat I, I like that we got a bit deep about the, the alcohol stuff because I think it's I think it, that could inspire someone uh, you know to hear that you know yeah. you confess uh, owning up to yourself I think more than anything mm. you know you kind of being honest with yourself rather than being like uh, you know you did it for you and yeah. in, in return you've got what's coming with with Rockin' Horse I mean guys if, you, if you're not listening to Rockin' Horse you're not aware of what's going on uh, there, there are some amazing things happening like you know uh, we're not just saying that because it's a project I'm part of but like Durban were absolutely smitten to be working with you, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, we we would be nowhere without Durban. I took I big up all a, a, an awful lot, but but with Durban College, um, arguably are the most important factor we've got because if we didn't have them, we don't have a care home drama. Because quite frankly, without, without the budget to create a set from scratch, where else could you do it? You know, um, we we've we've cast. Their, their own students in main roles, not just because we're, we're ticking a box. Like a lot of people, I think in today's day and age with, you know, um, people being so scared of offending everyone, I think sometimes you see people in roles, whether it's to do with skin colour or uh, because they're SEN or whatever, and you, and you always get a feel that, oh, they're going to cast that person because, they, because they're actually gay or lesbian or black or white or in a wheelchair or whatever. With us and um, with those actors, I have to stress the performing arts department at Derwin, they are so talented. They are I've, I've su- wonderful human beings. Anna, like we were speaking to last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Amazing character. And with Anna Love again her. tomorrow. So we're still carrying on. Worth mentioning, even though the, the filming has been chanted back to January, we are still carrying on with the work experience. I went and met with Abby at an emergency meeting with her a few days ago after the Fraser situation developed. And I said, look, um, we're not walking away from, from this partnership just because we can't film now. We're not going to turn up in January and expect to just pick up where we left off. We're going to be here every Sunday. We're going to be doing something with Anna to keep that keep that going. Hopefully maybe get you in well, one weekend and you can have a chat with her yeah, in well, person, do something with her. A uh, shout out to the uh, the Cub Scouts in, 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 uh, in Shrewsbury. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird one because I was like, I was chatting to the, the scout leader. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can come in. I can bring some microphones. We can do a workshop, baby. A podcast workshop. And then I went away and I thought, how would I do that? 
And what would I actually do? And I kind of, the imposter syndrome, I, did, I didn't do it in the end, but I feel like I've gone away and thought about it a lot. Good. And what we can do is we can create a podcast from scratch. So I can come yeah, to Derwin. that'd be amazing. Bring my equipment. We can write something. We can record it. We can edit it. We can actually release it. That'd there be amazing. Because the thing is, it's funny you should mention that, but um, Abby was telling me that before we went on your show last week, well, I didn't, but um, Anna did, and she did a great job. Uh, I've she not, did. I've she not been did. on the last two shows. No one's missing me. I'm getting quite worried. <laughs> but, but, um, but Abby was telling me that part of, I think it's part of one of her modules that she has to do, they were looking at, um, her. she needs to research about podcasts and stuff. So if she could do one for real with you on a, on, on on one day and get it all done Mr. Podcast that would be amazing so yeah I'll definitely pass that on and it's another link back to Durban isn't it you know there's that place it's like a, it just in a good way sucks us back every time we, we're never away for long I was there with Luke um, th- just this week went in to see people to let them know about obviously the changes of plan and Luke hadn't been there for months because his job now he's um, he's evolved very much professionally and now he d- he's not on, on the set now he's, he's in an office somewhere being a production manager and he's doing a grand job of it so it, it was a rare visit to set for, for Luke Allen and and he hadn't been there for, for quite a while you know like if you've got relatives you see all the time you don't notice them getting older but then if you don't see them for six months like oh that's changed in a positive way uh, he went in there. I walked, walked in there, picked up a lanyard. Oh, hi, Gareth. Yeah, they're in the cafe. It was just like, it's like going to work on a daily basis. Everyone just knows who everybody is. They know you're on first name terms with them all. Mm. And Luke picked up on that in particular. He was like, this, this is not formal anymore. This is, we're not here to, having to, of course, we make an effort. But there's no nerves. There's no sort of proving ourselves. They trust us. We trust them. And we've become like a like a long-term part of their lives. And Abby was telling me just just before the Fraser stuff happened, she was saying, "Well, uh, when are you going to know about the th- about the series? Because we want you in next year. We want you here every year for the next five years to get this show finished." Um, they're not looking at this as a short term thing just to get the pilot done. Derwin College want us there for for the for, for, for half a decade making this show because they see that their students aren't going to get a better offer, offer anywhere else. You know, so long may it continue with them. Absolutely love, love them to bits. Is there anything like uh, so? Obviously, this issue goes primarily out to Shrew- to Shrewsbury. Slur my words. This tea, this tea is amazing, by the way. Uh, lemongrass and ginger that I've had at Lyle. But anyway, if there's if there's anybody listening to this that can help you with a venue, uh, with equipment, or even with actors, or is, is there anything that you might need if someone's listening to this? Uh, well, we're always on the lookout for, for background artists. Obviously, we, we had our workshop in the summer, did a great job. We've still got all of them on the books. But now we've got time. We are looking at what are little things you might have missed if we made the pilot right now. Mm. Things like set uh, set designers. Um, it's might sound like a fancy job. It's an important job. But honestly, anyone can do it as long as they're creative and they've got, they've got an eye for that sort of thing. So things like set designers is something that we're going to make a lot more of an effort on now. Well, I can hook you up with Mick Strawn. I mean, he makes horror movies, but and he's in America. But uh, I mean, he might give you some advice. There you go. Ideas, <laughs> ideas are good. We want ideas all the he's, time. He's absolutely bats crazy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you after that, any venues? Because uh, I know there's uh, remembering looking back at the script. There's bars in the script. Yeah, there there's, is. Yeah, there were um, night. We've got a nightclub. We've got um, cafe. cafes. Also, and obviously, doing offers a, a lot of those things. But night, nightclub is one. Um, park i mean it sounds daft but you yeah yeah anything any any people any locations and and also um what we're going to be looking at now is businesses we did um, an incredible crowdfunding campaign lots of individual hard-working supporters have put their money in we're not coming back to ask them for any more they've done their bit now we want businesses you know come on you, you guys have got more money than the individuals do um we, we can put your product in the show if you, if you run a local brewery product placement you know yeah we can make sure that all the beers that Alan drinks are your beers you know stuff like that in exchange for a, for a financial contribution um we've got I've got some we've got some funding in in now from a very unique source yeah, let's talk about that because, like, when we're talking about this, I mean, we're coming, coming to the end of the, like, uh, just to put in perspective, Gareth says we put his life on the line for this. Uh, and I'm not, not even, uh, yeah, you did a clinical trial. I did do a clinical trial. Just to get the extra funds in to get you over the finish line, right? Yes, and we've got that now. So, the, the great thing is the pressure's off. We should be okay, but we're, we're always going to need a bit more support. So, businesses, please don't don't let that put you off. But, um, yeah, I, I took part in a clinical trial. Um, I'm not allowed to say what for. Um, but I did do a clinical trial and, and that got us the, the funding. Obviously, the reason you get paid lots of money for doing these things is because there's risks. Um, I was fortunate. I didn't come away with any kind of um, adverse effects. So maybe I had the placebo because some people didn't get the real thing. 
other people, I was literally lying on beds next to them and they were like tingling and, you know, and not, not feeling too good. And I was thinking, oh, am I next? But um, no, I came through it and I, I, I was just, it was all right. It was you okay. played medical Russian roulette, man. I did, yeah. I did. Um, but for what for what what it was for, I mean, I don't want to sound cheesy or pretentious. I'll look at you know me. I'm believing in risking my life for the art and any of that. I don't want to be that guy. But um, that's how much. Not just me. That's how much everyone cares about Henry House. I'm not saying they would all have done that, but um, they all, they're all sacrificing something. That was that was just my way of showing how much it matters, yeah. how, much, how much I care. Of course. Well, I think what you what you guys done. Obviously, I, I saw something in you guys at the beginning. Uh, which is why I was very happy to be a part of what it did. And seeing the progression from the beginning right to now um, has been an absolute pleasure. And, like, if, you know, if, uh, like I can't stress enough, listeners, if if you've not been listening to Horse and, Horses and Biscuits, I mean, go back and take a listen by all means. But if not, definitely go to um, the, the social media, the Instagram, Facebook, Rocking Horse Media, um, and get a look at what's going on with, with Henry House because, you know, it does, it does help with the community. It helps with community projects and colleges and, and businesses. It brings in actors and, and, and crewmen from all around the world and women, sorry, um, yes. <laughs> from all around the country. Um, it's having a, an, an amazing effect. And, you know, so please to just get involved and give them guys a follow and, um, and make sure you show you their support. There's your support, their support. Oh, my God. I'm dying. We know what you mean. i still got the flu, guys. i still got the flu. Um, my head is, is, is absolutely just bizarre. How I'm very rarely ill. Very rarely ill. But absolutely knocked me for six this time, the flu has. Really has. Bless you. Well, I appreciate you coming out, coming out to us um, to do this. Oh, this has been great. Liar, liar, by the way, in, in Oswestry. Street. Um, we've got, I don't know if we're going to try and get a... An interview with the owner. Um, it seems like quite a busy place, but an amazing little cafe. Yeah, it is. Just in lovely. front of the market hall. Yeah, absolutely lovely. So, Corner. yeah, if you find yourself um, in Austria on a market day, a market town, then uh, once you've done your shopping, pop into Liar Liar and, you know. Great drinks and there's board games, there's pool tables, there's there's foosball, I can see. And there's these, what we're filming in now is like, it's like a little hut. It's like it's, it's, own, yeah. its own little hut, and there's, there's a couple of them. And this has got flowers and grass around the outside. It looks like a tiki hut. Uh, go on our Instagram and take a look at the uh, the reel I've just put up, um, because uh, that's that's where we are. Um, is there anything we've missed? I don't think so. I think that's everything. I, I mean, one thing I'd just like to finish on, I suppose, is thanking you for um, bring, uh, bringing up the um, the alcoholism thing in particular. Obviously, it's a storyline we're going to explore with Dean Raymond's character in, in the show. I don't need a consultant for that one, but um, but a lot of people get very awkward or nervous around bringing it up, and I'm glad that you you know looked me in the eye and weren't afraid to because it's only when people ask those questions that you can hopefully help other people out there. So that's important. It's uh, it's something that I've uh, you know I've got comfortable with over these. I feel like conversation over the years is like weight training. The more you talk and the more conversations that you have about different subjects and subject matter, the easier they get. Um, there have been exceptions recently. Uh, Verity Jane came and spoke to us at Pod Aid, um, survivor of cancer. Of course, you know, go back and listen to that because there was a moment there where I was kind of like, uh, uh, I was trying to get the, the, the questions out for uh, the words out for a question that seemed unnatural, even to me, someone who's been doing this for years. Um, yeah. And so there are moments where I do struggle, but um, I feel like these conversations, these are conversations that must be had. Yeah, I agree. Because that that what you we just talked about there might inspire someone. Absolutely, and and Henry House, the, the, when we get there, will cover storylines like that. And just like just like this podcast, any good drama gets the listeners, the viewers to start ha having conversations in, in their living rooms, you know. And if we can do that, then hopefully we can help people. Wonderful. Um, right, uh, I've, I've Instagram, Facebook is there anywhere. That, uh, uh, I think that's it. Um, a website is www uk, and if you're interested in getting involved in whatever capacity set designers I'm I'm talking to you right now um, info at um and get in touch with uh, with us and um, there's lots of exciting stuff going on um, and we've got a bit of time now so it's, it's a perfect time to get involved without putting loads of crazy pressure on yourself wonderful well I'm not going to play the outro music because I'm going to go see if the owner of this place wants to come and have a quick chat with us at the end of this but um, thank you for chatting to me Gareth it's been really nice uh, sort of stepping out today um, no problem a pleasure as always brilliant wonderful peace out guys uh, catch us next week peace out 
So today we've uh, I was chatting to Gareth at Liar Liar in Oswald Street. I'm, I'm I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit, so very rarely I come into Oswald Street. But it seems to be whenever I do, good things happen. Uh, the world of tech is a, the world of tech. I think it is. Uh, they were really nice to me uh, when we came up here with Gareth last time. They they uh, they, they donated. Um, they gave me a, a component for PodAid, the the charity event that we we did last week uh, for very cheap, uh, which is really nice. And, and today I've met, I've come here, and it's a really nice space. Um, I'm chatting to the owner now. Well, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Tom. Um, I've been the owner of Lyra for just over six years now. Six years, um, and it's a very unique place, right? It's uh, it's it's not your typical cafe, is it? Um, I like to think not really. Um, do you mean in sort of in terms of the space? Um, yeah, it's a really really creative space. I love it because you you, you you I think you're walking downstairs. It's it's quite small, intimate, and then you come upstairs and it just opens up into this really great place with board games and um, you know the vintage video games. And then you got this hut this hut here that I've, I've I, as a podcaster as a guy who does audio. I was like, yep, we're doing it in there. Perfect, yeah. Um, to be honest, this kind of happened in lockdown, a bit of a lockdown project. The space had always been here, but. Um, we'd always sort of try to keep it a quite a small intimate business so yeah the space as you walk in is quite small we did have a, an extra room upstairs but yeah through lockdown and needing the increased space for people to be able to distance and all the rest of it it made sense to try and utilize what was here it's really it's it's always interesting to see how the pandemic sort of helped form businesses and uh, and transform them into something different because this is quite unique. I love it. So, I mean, just to describe to the listeners, I described when I was chatting to Gareth, it's almost like being inside a tiki hut. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just flowers and grass honest, on the walls. More often than not, it came down to budget. What's the cheapest way to do something it's wonderful. a bit different? I know? love it. Um, yeah. yeah. How long has this been placed open? Been, been open then, uh, yeah. Liar Liar? Lila's been here since September 2016, so yeah, just oh, over wow. six years. And what's Oswald like as a place to trade and stuff? Is it, is it, is it, is it bustling? Do you have issues? I mean, what's it I like? enjoy it, to be honest, yeah. So I've, I got into coffee probably about 10 years ago now. I opened up my first coffee shop and I started to really enjoy it. And I travelled around a lot and I spent some time living in Bristol, um, learning my trade, I guess. And I loved it down there. And... I, would, I think I would always come back to Oswald Street anyway, um, but I was sort of accelerated by the arrival of my daughter. And coming back, it was hard, to be honest, because I'm a big food and drink person. So coming back to Oswald Street, I don't think there was that many quality-focused businesses. And I would say since we've opened, um, I think there's quite a few. Um, I think, to be honest, I would say punching above its weight, really. Um, I think Shropshire's just an amazing place for it, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think we're surrounded by some really good, high-quality businesses, which... Yeah, for a town that doesn't have a university, doesn't have great transport links, um, I think we do incredibly well. I love I love Oswald Street because it's it is such a unique town. It really is. I mean, like, I mean, in Shrewsbury, um, you know, it's it's there's Shrewsbury has its own sort of feel. It's like an arty sort of place. Oswald Street has that market town vibe to it, and then you come to Liar Liar, and it's like stepping into your own little universe inside here it's quite nice yeah. just, uh, to be honest I mean I can't take too much credit for the space I don't think I don't it wasn't as if any of it's too well planned it's just we've well, I think that's the idea of it. that's, that's yeah. what I like about it I that's think it. I think we've just always tried to embrace we've come across some really good creatives since we've been here and if we can utilise their skills then I let them go a bit crazy with it um, I'm a bit more I'm not creative, I would say. I'm a bit more rigid, look at the logistics of things, how's the space going to function? And I sort of pull that together the best I can and then let the creatives make it look pretty, I guess. That's what the wife's all about, though. Just let the clever people that know how to yeah. draw nice things uh, do that. Anyway, I sit behind a microphone and then <laughs> like all the other stuff is... Um, you say you're, you're, you you like your coffee. Um, yeah. Coffee is a creed, isn't it? It really is. I mean, my, my wife is from, from Colombia. We, we love coffees sampling coffees from all around the world if you ever go to london we'll, we'll go harrods and buy some exotic coffees that are just way too expensive for what they are um what did you learn about you know when, when you're traveling around and you're learning to try and find the right coffee to sell um what kind of journey was that like for you it was interesting to be honest um i think whenever i've gone into any job i always want to learn as much about it as i can and the thing I found with coffee was the more I learned, the less I knew, really. And it was really interesting. I still There's a place in Bristol that I would... It's called Full Court Press. I'd probably say it's one of, if not, 
I mean, it's probably in the top five coffee shops in the country. But I remember the first time going there, just because of the latte art on top, I could probably do some better latte art than the one that got served to me. So I was like, oh, I'm better than this coffee shop. And it's only now reflecting back five years later and all the knowledge I've got now, still nowhere near what they served me that day. Like it's, yeah, it's interesting to be honest. Um, I love the science behind it. Um, from me, from Shrewsbury to you to Oswestry, um, I don't know how, obviously I'm in my own little glass jar, yeah. uh, but we, I'm seeing a lot of um, movement towards independent business owners and stuff, you know. Um, we were talking before when we were about, yeah. I'll, I'll very rarely go to the big chains when it comes to coffee shops because I love to support independence. Has there been some sort of similar movement here in Oswestry? Do people tend to lean towards more independent I business owners? So. I think the problem was when coffee first came around, I mean, it was... Costas and Starbucks have created the coffee culture here and I think Independence probably jumped on board that a little bit and just seen it as a chance to make some good money, good markup and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's taken a while for Independence to realise, like to be honest, when I opened my first shop my aim was to be as good as Costa, which I mean... I would argue now that they sell a completely different product to what we do. It's a sort of commodity coffee and there's no way they can train thousands of staff across the country to serve the same level of product that we've got here and I've got to serve, teach two people how to make coffee. So, yeah, um, yeah I would always gravitate towards the independence. I think there's obviously a bigger risk for the customer. They don't know what they're going to get. But I enjoy that, to be honest. It's took me across Europe trying to find some really good coffee shops and across the country and it takes me to some great of great businesses to be honest nice I love it uh, well thank you so much for letting us come and record today uh, it really has been a nice place to sit and record and um, uh, where can people find you guys on social media and stuff uh, Liar Liar uh, social on Instagram yep. uh, maybe Facebook as well yeah um, yeah Lila Social wonderful well thank you for chatting to me today it's been really nice and uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode it's been really nice chatting to Gareth and finding out about uh, Rocking Horse and, and the, the, the journey and we'll, uh, we'll obviously continue with that and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next time on the Shrewsbury Biscuit thank you very much for tuning in peace out thank you Thanks.